0: Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Wednesday, 14 June, 2023. It's Flag Day, and that is the day in the United States where we celebrate Lisa Warren's birthday, (laughs) not just in the United States. Today's Lisa's birthday. Listen, I have, um, it's one of those mornings that hasn't gone as planned. Harvey's been uh, the dog, uh, one of our dogs, uh, the super pups that you hear me talk about a lot has been whimpering and crying and um, he's up. He's decided that uh, four o'clock in the morning today, he needs to be awake. And so um, anyway, Harvey and Lewis are awake and making some racket. And so I thought I was going to record you a whole new length episode this morning, but it's not going to happen. So today is Lisa's birthday and I'm going to share an episode with you um, that that really c- couldn't have happened without her. Nothing that I do really could happen without her, but l- let me just give you a A little bit of news before we get started. Uh, We were notified yesterday by the publisher of Waterbrook, Penguin Random House, that there is a UPS strike that is getting ready to happen that will be the largest employee strike in the history of the United States. And their planned date of starting their strike would interfere with the shipping of my new book on July 25th. So they were highly concerned that bookstores and Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those that depend on UPS would be unable to receive the book in time to uh, release it on the 25th. So we found out yesterday that they are moving the release date of Hope Is the First Dose up one week to July 18th, which means I mean, that's great—you get the book sooner. But um, what it means for me is there and Lisa is there are a whole bunch of tasks that we had ahead of us yet? Some articles that I'm writing. Some some, public, some publicity things, some all kinds of interviews that have already been recorded that are scheduled to come out on the 25th of July. All that stuff has to move and shuffle, and it's this incredible um, domino effect of additional work that we thought we had five weeks to accomplish. Now we have four weeks to accomplish. It's going to create scheduling changes and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, be praying about that, that God has some purpose and plan behind this move uh, of the book and obviously The reason for the UPS strike isn't because it's going to help my book be more successful. That's not why that happened. But um, I do believe that God orchestrates everything to work according to His purposes and His will. And so we're just going to have faith that all those moving parts will come together in a way that don't harm the launch of the book because we want it to get to the hands of the people who need it most. Hope is the First Dose is a book that's going to help you when you're going through these massive, hard things in your life. And start by being really vulnerable about what happened with us. Now I told you a little bit of the story of losing our son at the end of, I've seen the interview, and you've heard me talk about it lots of times if you've been around a while on the podcast or the newsletter. Um, but we start really vulnerable. We go down in the hole of what it's like to lose a child. And for the first part of the book... I give you the truth about what that felt like, what it looked like, what it did to our faith, what it did, how it created doubt, how it created angst and and strife. And we were in the furnace of suffering. So I give you that and take you down there. And then I show you how we built ourselves using God's help back using this treatment plan that I present to you. But the start of the story kind of parallels and reminds me of the creation story in Genesis where every day, God did something, and then at the end of what he did, he said there was evening and there was morning the first day. There was evening and there was morning the second day. And what I realized when we lost Mitch was that our family was going through a new creation. We were not going to be the same as we had been before, and whatever came out of it was going to be different. And it was every day, the, the, the day he died, the day after that, the day of the funeral, the days to follow. were like a new birth of a new part of our life. And so I told that story in an episode a while back, That started for the paid subscribers, and then I brought it back to the whole audience because I thought it was helpful. And I just want to give that to you as kind of an introduction to what you can expect in the first part of Hope is the First Dose." Um, it would really help us if you pre-order the book, or if you tell your friends about it. We're going to be doing some virtual book clubs, so if you get a certain number of your friends to purchase the book, we're going to give you an option to do a Zoom uh, virtual book club event with us, where we can do some Q and A and all that. So we'll be more about that later. Um, but I just want you to to spread the word, um, especially since it's coming out early. Like we need people to be ready to purchase the book and help those booksellers. Um, make this, uh, available to everyone around the world. So, uh, without further ado, remember it's Lisa's birthday. If you want to send a shout out to Lisa Warren, uh, she's at Lisa D Warren on Instagram. Um, she is Lisa at Lisa com on email. You can email her, you can comment or reply to this post wherever you hear it on your podcast app. Uh, and just tell her what you think. Here's the truth. When I was going through the hardest thing in my life, losing my son, I would not have survived it if she hadn't been there at my side. So none of the things that I do that are helpful to you, the writing, the books, the podcasting, the neurosurgery, none of that. I would not have survived to be here to do those things for you and to you or with you without Lisa Warren. So if you're grateful for any impact that I've had on your life, then... It's really a gratitude that's vicarious through her. So shoot her a note. Tell her happy birthday. Tell her you love her. She'd love to hear from you. She never makes a big fuss out of her birthday. She always wants to diminish or not even notice it or not have anybody... um, comment on it. Um, but we need to let her know how special she is because she uh, is the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing. So without further ado, here's creation story from the podcast and I hope it's helpful to you. We'll be back with some unbelievable, uh, guests that are going to be incredibly helpful to you later this week. God bless you, friend. Remember you can't change your life until you change your mind. The good news is you can start today good morning my friend hope you're doing well it is a gorgeous morning out here on the river the moon is up you can see jupiter and saturn and all kinds of stars it's just a beautiful example of god's creations when i woke up the first thing this morning i thought of that verse it says the boundary lines for me have fallen in pleasant places that's in psalms and it's just i love this piece of ground and i hope that you have a, a place in the world that you love to look at too hey i got early surgery this morning add on case um and it's going to make my day a little bit earlier than I thought. So I want to just share something with you. We are getting ready to start the editing process, the kind of final editing process before my new book will be finalized and then printed and we'll record the audio book and that whole little little channel that I'm getting ready to go into with the editor, Susan Jaden, and the whole team at Waterbrook and the folks in New York at Penguin Random House and I and Lisa and our agent Kathy will be working really hard in the next several weeks to get that manuscript kind of finalized before it lands in your hands next summer. It's a very long process. There's several... Little different types of edits. So, it'll be copy edits, and then line edits, where they look for typos and and to make sure all the citations are correct. And then we have to go through this whole process of making sure that everybody that's mentioned is okay with being mentioned, and and uh, it's just a, a long process. But it produces a book that lands in your hands and or in your ears, and hopefully helps you um find some hope right so the title of the book currently that the publisher has settled on we've kind of been back and forth and have agreed on hope is the first dose a treatment plan for recovering from trauma tragedy and other massive things so I'm going to give you something today. It's a short thing recorded really for the po- the patrons. A little bit longer version for them. Almost a year ago, that the week or a little over a year ago, actually in May of 2021. Of course, I've seen the interview. My previous book was nominated for and ultimately won a Christian Book Award for the Biography and Memoir category. And right before that awards event happened, I released this episode called "Separating the Light." That's only available for the patrons. And, um. In that I told a story of some of the content of the book as I was writing it and developing it. And there's a, there's a early section in the book where we talk about how going through some massive trauma in your family and losing somebody or having some major event in your life is kind of like the creation story where your, your life as you see it is being recreated in front of you. By this event that you didn't expect and don't really want to be participating in, so I'm going to give you a little bit of that idea because I just want to kind of give you a gist of what the new book is going to look like, and I want to use it as a way to ask you, covet you for your prayers. Uh, for the editing process and that this book will help as many people as possible and that it will fulfill what God intended for it when he put it in my heart to write. Um, that I'm honoring uh, Mitch's story and our story, but also that I'm really giving people... Um, That the treatment plan will really come out, that the the book will be helpful to people when they're trying to find hope, that it will give you some practical self-brain surgery tools to reliably generate hope when you're hurting. So I'm going to give you that just as a way to ask you please to join us in prayer for the hard work that's coming as we get into this final stage of editing this book and getting it out into the world soon um i say soon it's going to be a year but that process will go fast i've done it twice before and it's it's a a lot of work but it's a beautiful amazing process where they take something really good and then make it great and so praying uh, asking you to pray with us and for us i'm going to give you that Little piece of the separating the light uh, creation story from inside the new book. Hope is the first dose. Hope it's helpful to you. And in the meantime, hope you have an amazing day. Pray for us in the OR today. We'll be praying for you. Um, pray for our friend, our dear friend and supporter, Arthur Moy from Beatrice, Alabama. Pastor Moy uh, hurt his back, and he may have to have additional back surgery. And he's asking for our prayers. Uh, we just love you, Arthur, and grateful for you. And and uh, we're all we're all with you in spirit. So hey, friend. Um, don't forget drleewarn.substack.com is the newsletter and uh, wleewarnmd.com slash prayer is the prayer wall and all you need to do to separate the light and engage in your new creation story my friend is to start today hey are you ready to change your life if the answer is yes there's only one rule you have to change your mind first and my friend there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense That place is called Self-Brain Surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. It's basically about this idea that it's vitally important if you are infinitely miserable, if you are in the hole, if you've lost your son, if you've something devastating has happened to you and you're as far from happiness as you can imagine, you're infinitely miserable, then 10% happier or a little bit happier through chemicals or through meditation or through yoga or something that just gets your mind off of it for a little while is not going to move the needle very much on your happiness. And Jesus said the whole reason he came here, he could have saved us, he could have just laid down his life and let Satan kill him and pay his sin, pay for you know our lives with his. He could have done that, but he didn't. He came here. He lived in our shoes. He learned our ways. He understood what we went through. He showed us a way to live without sin. And he, he paid our sins with his blood, and he lived a perfect life. And that's why he came, right, to, to to achieve salvation. But he could have done that in a different way. God could have rectified that by just taking the blood from him, right? So he didn't. He came here, he says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And all through the Bible, all through the Old Testament, we see the word Asher in the Hebrew. Asher means happy. All through the New Testament, we see the word Makarios, which means happy. Happy are you when you do this and that, Jesus says. Happy are you when you suffer for my name's sake. Happy, happy, happy. Not to quote Duck Dynasty, I talked about that in the episode a couple of weeks ago about macaroni and the macarena. So those are two words that are originated from the root word in Greek makarios, which means happy. So same word that we turned into blessed, which sounds all pious and holy, and we miss the point completely if we think about it as some spiritual thing. He's talking about us learning how to be happy. So anyway, that's the, that's the gist of the book is how do we live in this hard world and still be infinitely happier and why does it matter? And it matters because we can't really survive life if you don't learn how to be happy in spite of the things that you go through. And you certainly can't help other people find Jesus if you're miserable all the time, right? So that's, that's the, best, the gist of it. But in, in getting into that story, I had to go down into the hole where we lost Mitch. Because then I've seen the end of you. I told you that we lost Mitch, and I told you that it really hurt, and I told you that faith and hope and light helped us find our way out of that. But I didn't tell you how we did it. I didn't tell you how the mechanics of how a person can do self-brain surgery and turn their lives around by allowing Jesus to help them be happy even when things hurt. And so in order to do that, I had to get down in that hole and rip the Band-Aid off and go back and remember a lot of the things in the first few days after Mitch died that I had tried to forget. We stuff, when we experience trauma, we stuff a lot of things down inside of us and that's a good thing and it protects us, right? But sometimes there's value in going back and not ruminating in the pain, but to mine it for the lessons that we can learn from it and help others with it. And that's what I'm doing here. And it's been a hard couple of days, frankly. So pray for me as I go through that. Wrote about 7,000 words this weekend. So it's a really good productive weekend and I'm on the right track with this book. But something remarkable happened. In the first few chapters of this book, um, I talk about the fact that that we had a a, a death and a burial and a resurrection. Our our son died, and on on a a Tuesday he died, August 20th, 2013. And then on that Friday, we had a funeral for him. We didn't bury him. We cremated him, but we had a, a burial of sorts. And on the same day, our granddaughter Scarlett, our first granddaughter, was born in San Antonio. So it was some light in the darkness, but it was also devastating because our daughter Katie and her husband Nate couldn't be at the funeral because they were in San Antonio. We were in Alabama. We were all supposed to be there. So Katie was mourning and having birth at the same time. And it was just a devastating back and forth light, dark situation. And so in the book, I'm starting the first few chapters are what I call the unholy week and I'm using the creation story because I, when we were standing outside the house where our son died, waiting on the police to, to figure out what happened and we were all being held outside and couldn't, couldn't go in and see what was happening, it felt like I, in my mind, I knew we were experiencing a creation of a new family, a new world, a new life for us. It was gonna be different because Mitch wasn't gonna be part of it anymore and it was new and it was gonna be painful and cataclysmic and devastating and new. And so as I'm writing that, I kept being drawn back to the creation story in genesis one and at the end of each day of creation he says and it was evening and it was morning the first day and it was evening and it was morning the second day and it was evening morning the third day and i just went through that week for us after mitch died and i used that analogy of how the creation was happening when i got to the fourth day which is the friday of that week when mitch was cremated we had a memorial i'm sorry when we had a memorial service for mitch and scarlett was born on the same day I got to Genesis 1, I looked at the fourth day, and guess what I found? Let me read it to you in the voice. This is not going to appear anywhere in my work, I promise you, as a man of my word. Nobody's going to hear this until this book comes out. And you are get to hear it first now, because I want you to be praying about the process of me writing it. And I, I really would love if you send me an email and let me know if you get what I'm talking about. Yesterday I got to day four in the creation story, and I read it in the voice. And here's what it says, lights, come out shine in the vast expanse of heaven's sky dividing day from night to mark the seasons days and years lights warm the earth with your light it happened just as god said god fashioned the two lights the brighter to mark the course of day the dimmer to mark the course of night and the divine needled night with the stars god set them in heaven's sky to cast warm light on the earth to rule over the day and night and to divide the light from the darkness And God saw that his new creation was beautiful and good. Evening gave way to morning. That was day four. That there could be hope again someday. Even though it was just a seed that God planted, and we didn't even see it at the time, was our granddaughter being born the day we lost our son. So you had this beauty from ashes moment. And so we had this dark day, and God put a little bit of light in it to separate the darkness from the light, just to remind us that the, the light was still out there. And When I saw that yesterday, it saw crystal clear exactly what God was trying to show me, that Scarlet, that having new birth, new life, was a little bit of grace in that moment. And it was like day four, it was day four of our new creation story, and Guy was separating again, like he did on the first day four, the light from the darkness. I wanted to bless you with that story. I hope, because the thing is, whatever dark moment you're having, friend, or you've been through, God will put some light in there if you just look for it. And if if you're in the middle of the night, you don't have to do anything for the day to come again. It will, you just have to hang on. So don't give up, okay? Thank you for partnering with us in this podcast. Thank you for joining us to help others find that light and start looking for the places where God is separating the light from the darkness, the day four of your creation story. And do that, my friend, starting today.
1: I love the Lord. He heard- He heard my cry Yes, he did Oh, yeah, yeah
0: dot sub dot com and if you need prayer go to the prayer wall at w one slash prayer the theme music for the show is make us one by tommy walker graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommy org check it out and consider supporting them tommy org remember you can't change your life until you change your mind and the good news is you can start today i'm dr lee warren i'll talk to you soon god bless you friend have a great day